back to your everyday podcast uh, well i was thinking about covid and how it isolated us from rest of the world in our own homes all you can do is go out in between 7 am to 11 am on your designated route be uh, to buy grocery or medical or anything but it's like a restricted route and nothing else to see and i hope it is only for two weeks or so but how to make this time that we are spending at home alone or might be with family but personally i would like some fresh air or a car ride home or a bike ride to a hotel that i haven't visited so i thought if we are so bored then how other people feel who lives in most remote areas of the world while googling most remote locations on earth i came on tristan de cunha island trust me i would have loved to share information about it with all of you but pronunciation of some of the places near tristan was too hard and that's this is my first podcast i didn't want it to jinx it or all come out as a fool so I again thought to myself what if we do one in Asia and that sounded pretty fun for us the word remote doesn't just refer to a distance it refers to a feeling a state of mind and otherness if you will and in Asia you don't have to go far to experience remoteness relatively recent arrival of urbanization most asian countries are home to huge areas that are pretty much untouched by modern world places where life goes on much as it has for centuries where foreign visitors are alien and fascinating rather than the norm so here is my pick of six really remote islands places that aren't hard to get to but where you will feel a million miles away from your everyday life so let's just get started first one is laos Paksi and Bolivian Plateau fast majority of visitors to this beautiful landlocked country of Laos visit Prabang and maybe Vietnam before moving on few travelers make it to the south few still visit the charming town of Paksi where mud trailed by trucks bringing in coffee from the surrounding hills gives the street a really rural feel it is the perfect gateway to the Bolivian plateau which stretches from nearby Sikong to Atapu on the Vietnamese border it is truly wild region home to forest waterfalls and ethnic hill tribes with many areas only accessible by dirt tracks making it perfect for off-road driving or motorbike tours accommodations is basic and home comforts virtually non-existent but visitors will be rewarded by unspoiled nature and being greeted by hill tribe villagers who rarely meet outsiders factor in some asia's best coffee and thrilling treetop experience zip line and you have one of southeast asia's most amazing destinations so if you are a fan of off-road driving or bike enthusiast and zip lining this is a place for you second one it is from indonesia papua occupying one half of the somewhat confusing named island of new guinea the other half being papua new guinea the indonesian region of papua is one of our planet's oldest inhabited areas around 60000 years old and counting and home to stunning geographical contrasts with snow fields and glaciers abutting jungles and swamps The few visitors who travel to Papua usually fly into Jayapura to begin their from where it's a short journey to the surrounding jungles which are home to a diverse range of tribes including tiny head hunters yali pygmies and the one fearsome cannibals of Korowai who are happy to invite guests to stay in their vertiginous tree houses 
much of the area is only accessible by river adding to the all pervading feeling of going where few have gone before so if you are a fan of snow fields glaciers jungles and would like to meet various tribes then this is certainly a place for you now another one papua new guinea Trobriand Islands located off the eastern tip of Papua New Guinea the Trobriand Islands are remote archipelago covering 174 square miles and representing along with Myanmar's Mergui some of Asia's largest remaining unspoiled islands their remoteness is reflected in their accessibility or rather the lack thereof just two weekly flights from Port Moresby to Alotau followed by a long boat trip What you will find when you arrive is sparkling blue seas, tropical islands and colorful tribes people who subsist on fishing and horticulture and still uses seashells as currency. The region also boasts stunning beaches particularly on Moyaru Islands while the largest island Kirimina offers fantastic snorkeling and is home to archipelago's best hotel. The Kirivina Lodge run by colorful long-time British expat Dennis Young. So if you want to visit unpolluted or mostly clean islands sunset view of the blue seas or go fishing then this place is meant for you. Now next one is China Kashgar. Located on the ancient Silk Road trading route, Kashgar has long been one of China's most cosmopolitan cities and marks the point where China meets Central Asia. making it home to various ethnic groups including uzbeks tajiks kyrgyz and of course ethnic chinese foreign tourists are rare those that do make it get to experience the city's rich and diverse cuisine as well as its architecture which reflects the city's mixed heritage with minarets rubbing up against buddhist shrines commerce is king in kashgar and visitors can spend hours browsing the city's historic markets which include the jaw dropping Ekshiniwa Bazaar the world's largest open air market home to 100000 vendors from across asia selling their wares including fine silks and carpets accommodation is basic whilst really intrepid travelers can opt to stay with tajik family in their traditional yurt Now next one is India Nagaland. The Nagaland region straddles the Indian and Burmese borders with the Indian part offering a truly different experience to the rest of Northeast Asia. After years of struggle against British and then Indian rule, the region is now at peace and ready to welcome adventurous travelers drawn in by its mid climate, spectacular scenery and abundant wildlife. The various Naga tribes in this region all have their own festivals usually linked to the harvest and these fascinating to attend. Whilst the regional capital Kohima hosts the annual Hornbill Festival in which Naga elders impart their knowledge to the more youthful tribe members via songs, dance and wood carvings. Accommodation is limited. Why not follow in the footsteps of TV chef Gordon Ramsay and spend in the night in a Naga village? I've watched Gordon Ramsay's India and he really got into the spirit and not like other shows where they have all ingredients at their expense in a five-star hotel kitchen. Ramsay did go there and not to cook but to see how they cook and learn something. Either that or I am a big fan of Ramsay. Can be anything. So, next one is Myanmar Chin State. 
in the far west of Myanmar, stretching as far as the border with Bangladesh, Chin State is one of Myanmar's most remote lands and home to various ethnic minorities who have fought hard for their independence, from Burmese kings, British colonists and Japanese invaders. Today, these villages offer a warm welcome to foreign visitors, making Chin State, with its beautiful rolling hills, one of the most pleasant areas of Myanmar to visit. The women boast photogenic tattooed faces, originally a form of security to stop them being kidnapped as concubines, and each village has its own feasts and festivals. There are a couple of simple lodges in Chin State, whilst the Munchin villagers are happy to accommodate guests in their houses. So this was the list. I hope you liked the list and are somewhat intrigued about these places that are so close yet remote and hardly explored by anyone in the world. It was my first podcast and sure you may have liked it. So do share it with your family or friends who are travel enthusiasts and would like to visit these places. Tune in back next Friday for next episode and we will explore some other places in detail. Until then, this was your everyday podcast hosted by me Akshay. Uh, Good night. Cheers.